This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. And speaking of free, we're set to have a little more freedom in about 10 days. The government announced a loosening of restrictions. We just heard the country's chief medical officer saying she thinks Omicron has peaked. Uh, there are still many, many, many cases so uh, that doesn't mean it's gone away. And uh, hospitalizations, uh, ICU capacity is still relatively good. But you know what? If you or a loved one had a so-called uh, elective procedure schedule, chances are it's been postponed. That's not good news. And if you or a loved one are in a long-term care home, well, you might be confined to your room if there is even one case in your home because there's a severe staff shortage because of Omicron. People have to isolate. And uh, I know quite a number of people who contracted it even after being fully vaccinated and they did not end up in hospital, which is the good news. But, you know, it wasn't trivial. And uh, I want to share, this is a really terrible story. I want to share it anywhere. It, it's uh, from Czechoslovakia, where Czech Republic, excuse me. So a Czech folk singer died after intentionally contracting COVID-19 uh, because she was trying to allow herself more freedom. She was anti-vax. Her family uh, was not. So she intentionally uh, exposed herself to her husband and her son who contracted the virus, thinking that if she got it, she would be allowed to perform without getting the vaccination. That's apparently the rule in the Czech Republic. And instead, she exposed herself to her vaccinated husband and son. She caught the virus and unfortunately she died at the age of 57. And her son posted this story as a warning to people around the world. I think it's just, I mean, what can you do but shake your head? So the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So I do want to hear from you about whether you are ready to go to a restaurant, to go to the gym. Yesterday, we heard from a 76-year-old Zoomer who exercises, works out every day, and is raring to get back. Uh I'm happy. I heard from my tennis club that uh, as of January 31st, there will be uh, tennis courts will be open at half capacity. So I think uh, it's going to be like the Hunger Games getting a court. But uh, I'm still really happy about that. I know a lot of other people are uh, because even without the ability to socialize there afterwards, it's a big part of people's lives. Whatever your exercise is, whether you do it at the gym or at a tennis club or what. Ever. And uh, there's also this story we told you about during the week Jagmeet Singh accepting a $2,000 rocking chair. And then his wife posted it on social media. And then he did too in this picture with his adorable newborn baby um, on his chest. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, the, re the rules seem very unclear because it's a conflict of interest if the person who sends the gift has any expectation of some kind of ruling or treatment or lobbying or something like that. However, 
what if all all they want is the publicity? Uh, Jagmeet Singh and his wife are very popular figures, especially on social media. She's got 143,000 followers. Now, you got to wonder, would she have them if she wasn't married to Jagmeet Singh? And this is uh, her job, apparently. She's one of those influencers. So uh, this isn't the only freebie she's accepted. So, uh, you know, they said they made an error. They're going to pay for the chair. But what do you think? I mean, he would be one of the first guys to criticize other people for anything like that. Uh, And, you know, uh, the prime minister, he's accepted, you know, huge vacations from uh, billionaires on a private island that that lobbies the government for money for their charity. So, you know, uh, is people don't seem to, you know, care. So let me hear from you on that. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We begin with Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. No one can accuse Doug Ford of being uh, lacking in consistency. So once again, he is not requiring the third dose to achieve full vaccination status so that we can go to restaurants, etc. And this would be an ideal way to get people uh, incentivized to get that third dose because we're actually not doing particularly well in that regard. Uh, I think it depends on the region. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people think that. Uh, a lot of people would agree with that. Make the third dose, but you know, uh, at this point, he's he's appealing to the small business people who are really taking a big hit. So, uh, yesterday we were talking to, uh, among other people, Dr. Barry Pecos, who's the medical officer of Health for York Region, and the, you know, they understand politics is a big part of this. There's the health issues and there is politics. And at the end of the day, we all have to make our own decisions about what kind of risk we are comfortable with. And, you know, by the way, speaking of Doug Ford, uh, if you're on social media, there's a, a fairly funny parody of him uh, helping people out shoveling the snow on social media, if you want to look that up. Uh, that's what he was doing on Monday. Uh, and, uh, you know, he made a few gaffes on that, too. There was a, a uh, an interview he did while driving. You know, why why didn't he get a uh, big distracted driving ticket for that? Uh, Dennis, I'm losing you. I'm not sure if it's my connection or yours. I hope it's not my connection. Uh, let's go to Arthur in North York. Hello, Arthur. Uh, hello. Hello. Go ahead. Uh, this is my first time. But oh, wait, I, wait, uh, wait. You, that you're uh, talking about the Czech Republic? Yep. Well, uh, I was watching the uh, junior hockey tournament, and apparently the Czech Republic is now known as Czech, Czech, Czechia. Oh, yes. You know what? Uh, y- you are quite right. Yeah. That's C-Z-E-C-H-I-A. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. So that was just a recent change. Yep. I stand corrected or sit corrected, actually. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't plan to start that way. Well, the reason I called is I was watching uh, Live at Five with uh, and I, Eileen Davila was on, and she was taking questions from the from the public about the uh, pandemic, and she said the tools of the pandemic were uh, uh, wearing a face mask and social distancing, and you kind of already touched on what I want to touch upon was the fact that Mr. Ford was not wearing a mask. He was not social distancing with inside his van, and neither was his passenger. Uh, so he, that's he true. Everybody else in Ontario to follow one set of rules, but he's not subject to to the same um, expectations. 
Well, I don't know about expectations, but he certainly didn't follow the rules in that occasion. You know, he was helping people out and uh, kind of made sure we all knew about that. He picked up a passenger in the midst of the snowstorm, but neither of them were wearing a mask in the car. And right you are. Uh, I almost think that he, he, he staged that because, like, uh, does the media follow him around every day, you know, looking for stories, and particularly that story? You know, they they must they must have had a heads up as to what he was up to. Well, of course, of you course, know. or he posted it, or what, whatever it is. But anyway, yes, two things: one, uh, which would be called distracted driving, and the other, having a, a passenger, an unrelated passenger, in his car without a mask. That's right, and, and you know, he expects us, like for instance, uh, you know, if we go to public places like theaters, restaurants public transit, we all have to wear masks. Yes, we do. You know, and he, and uh, he's, he's with uh, uh, somebody he doesn't know. That's right. And we all saw it. So there you go. Yeah. Arthur, I wish the media, like, uh, they kind of, kind of let it, let them off almost out of the hook because they really kind of. uh, Well, depends which media. Yeah. Some, Uh, some criticize uh, it no matter uh, what. Surprised when uh, the first call, when you mentioned that in your first call. Anyways, that, I've made my point. Okay, yes, thanks for your call. Uh, let us go to Brian in Toronto. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, my co- I have I could comment on a lot of things, but in particular, when I read that Jugmeet Singh story, I just can't help but think that you know, politicians, party leaders, there's a certain indulgence and entitlement that I believe they think they have only after they get caught do they apologize and and say they're going to pay back if it didn't get if they didn't get caught they wouldn't have come clean and I think that it's just uh, a, a lot of hypocrisy and it's frustrating that we're all trying our best to get through all these times and it seems like they have different rules well yeah and I mean I think you're right about a sense of entitlement I mean I, I, I don't think that they're necessarily deliberately breaking the rules it's I think they think nothing of it because that's the way it's been I mean you look at Trudeau taking a vacation from the Aga Khan he probably Absolutely. thought nothing of it because he's grown around up around rich and famous people, and uh, you know, uh, they invite and you the point, to their summer home wherever it may be. And the point you made about the fact that Chugmi Singh's wife has one hundred and forty thousand followers, and this is what she does, and I think that you appropriately use the word conflict because it seems to me like it is a conflict. Well, uh, I think it's murky. Because I would think that um, most of it, it where the, all they want is exposure and publicity. But, you know, Sophie Trudeau also had to stop. She would accept gifts and discounts of, of clothing and accessories. And, yeah, because uh, the designers and the manufacturers, they want her to be seen wearing their clothes. She's, uh, Absolutely. High she's profile very high profile. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, yep. So, yes. And, and, you know, it's something that all kinds of other famous people but private ones uh, benefit from. And, and uh, it's the ironic thing that probably... The less you need any kind of help, the more free stuff you're going to get. Yep. I think you just said the difference, though, is from, a, from the perspective of a private citizen that is able to benefit from that. That's one thing. But when you're in a public service, I think that you have to be held to a little higher standard. Yep, exactly. Okay. Thank, thank you very thank much you for, for your call. call. Stay safe and stay healthy. Okay. Thanks a lot. Let us go to Daryl in Toronto. And Daryl, you have a question about boosters. Yes, I'm wondering if uh, restaurants are allowed to only admit people who have had boosters, or does that somehow violate our civil rights? No, uh, uh, the government has clarified that fully vaccinated is considered still two shots. So you've got your two shots, uh, you can go to a restaurant. There are people who say it should be upped to having a booster to make things safer, but uh, that's not, that's not no, become law. Would an individual restaurant be allowed to say, no, we're, only, we're not letting people with two shots in, only with the booster? Well, you know what? It's, it's private property, 
And I think that uh, they probably, I mean, that's a good question, but I would think if, if it's uh, your private property, you can possibly make any rule if well, it doesn't discriminate. You, you can't, yeah, you can't not let someone in based on race, creed, and color. Exactly. Uh, but I, 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 so maybe they can't refuse people who have two shots, but that's it. Uh, the rule is you need your, your, uh, your QR. vaccine passport, your QR code showing you've had two shots. Okay. Also, and, um, with regarding to the, the thing, um, so if his wife is an influencer, right? What is, what is she trying, you know, is she using that influence in terms of like, you know, when elections come up? I I don't think so. An influence, as as far as I understand, because frankly, I don't really get the business model, but influencers are people who have a lot of followers on social media, and a lot of them uh, get or certainly expect to get uh, freebies, either products or, you know, when people were traveling, hotel stays, and the idea for it is they post about it. They write about it. They show pictures of them enjoying this stuff. And then uh, there are a lot of sales because people follow them. I I don't get it because we know that if you're an influencer, you get paid to do that. But it it works for a lot of people. They make a living like that. Okay. Everyone have a good week. Stay safe. Okay. Thank you, Daryl. You too. All right, uh, we've got to take a break. Let me give the numbers out before we go to break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we will be right back. Monday through Friday on Vision TV, the joys and heartaches of parenthood. Can I ask you guys something? When did your children start lying to you? Uh, it was in the hospital, I think. Get into the big-hearted show that feels like family. The comedy drama about the challenges of marriage, raising kids, and supporting each other through tough times. Sweetheart, this is not woman's work. Dad, way to be progressive, Dad. From executive producer Ron Howard comes Parenthood. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Vision TV. Hi, it's Eva D. With the holidays behind us, we can now look forward to completing every task on our delayed to-do list, and Jiffy makes it easy. Need someone to hang a mirror, put up a gallery wall, or fix a closet door? Do what I do. Hop on the Jiffy app. You'll be matched with a pro that makes climbing up a ladder seem second nature. Download the Jiffy app or sign up at JiffyOnDemand.com. Use the code Zoomer and get $25 off your first job. That's J-I-F-F-Y. Jiffy. Fast and reliable home maintenance for less. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. Let's get right to the phones. And uh, Bill wants to talk about Jugmeet Singh in the chair. Hi, Bill. Hi, Libby. I've read a few things about this, and I think I read his apology, too. But what really surprises me about this, this was a, this was a negotiated deal. They gave the chair with the ask of him being in the chair with the brand being displayed on the screen. Uh, according to what I've seen, uh, the ask was for his wife, not for him. Well, okay. Uh, and that, that was when the NDP put out a statement. They, okay, they if, highlighted that. I'm, I'm just passing yeah. that along. Okay, one of us is right and one of us is wrong, so flip that point. But uh, the thing is, it, when he actually did that, he put that out there, this is a $2,000 gift, and he's displaying it publicly. It, to the world. So this guy's a pretty sophisticated politician, and this is what he does. Like, if you're, if you're going to accept something like that and be willing to expose yourself to that degree, what's going on in other scenarios where somebody wants something and it's something that nobody's going to see? I mean, how easily can it be bought off? Maybe this is just the tip of the iceberg. 
Well, I, d- I don't know about that. And, uh, you know, I've heard people it's say it wasn't it. I've heard people say it wasn't a huge gift. I mean, compared to uh, what the Trudeaus have accepted, it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> Therein lays maybe the problem. It's like, how, how, how cheaply can you be bought? Uh, I'll give you a rocking chair. Uh, you know, I mean, these, this guy, look at the suits that he wears. I mean, his suits must, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's thousands of, uh, upon thousands of dollars. Well, a two thousand dollar rocking chair to this guy is like. Uh, I know. don't remember offhand what his salary is, but I'm sure he can afford his suits. Uh, well, he's living much better than his salary. I'll guarantee you that. Well, I I I, I don't know about that. We that's speculation, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, though I have to say, our Jane Brown came up with, uh, I think, uh, something that could be a good excuse. She said, maybe he's just sleep deprived. Maybe he's what? Just sleep deprived with a newborn <laughs> baby, and and uh, well, didn't realize he that he was posting on the on on the freebie rocking chair, um, or didn't think. Yeah, well, see, that's the problem with women. If you hold the baby up in front of a train wreck, is all they see is the baby, not the train wreck. Well, you know what? It's it it's true. I saw his picture on social media, and I I did not. I I did not notice the chair at all. <laughs> I was looking at at him and the baby. Uh, I I looked at it and I go, "What's that?" Like, you know, this weird name up in the to the right hand corner of it. And you know, after hearing about, it, then I kind of realized that oh, <laughs> that's what they're talking. They actually put a stamp, a logo right beside the guy's head. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and it, he was tagged in it. But like I said, personally, I just looked at him and the baby. <laughs> so, yeah, well, um, you know, our, our commentators uh, didn't think, th- thought that he'll get off, uh, that the, uh, he'll get off scot-free. Wait, let me just, uh, I'll put it down to this. I bet you it's pretty hard to find a, a politician that isn't taking uh, on the take to some degree, mm. you know, some are way over the top and some are uh, low ball players, but I, I'm sure it's hard to find a good politician these days anywhere. Mm. You know what? I disagree with you there. I mean, I, I, I think people, most people would go into public service for the right reasons just because, you know what? Um, there's a huge amount of scrutiny. It's hard work, and you're going to take a lot of a, a lot of flack and criticism from people like us. I I, I see the world through different eyes. I uh, most of the people that I look that go into politics, I think, in my opinion, the wrong people go into politics, and they generally go into it for the wrong reason. Um, you know, you look at these people like Jolie, for example, go back and look at her pedigree. You know, her uh, her father's an accountant for the Liberal Party. Her mother was an MP. You know, this is part of their, uh, this is their heritage. It's family business. Down. Yeah, it's time to get, it's time to get real people in there. You know, guys that have had to pay a mortgage and work, you know, a 60 hour week for 10 years to pay the bills, get some real people in there that can appreciate life. And to some degree, and I don't mean this to be rude in any way, but, you know, your brother's very successful, you're very successful. Probably the way you view the world and the average Joe out here like us, there's a different perspective on life. Hey, but you know what? Uh, My parents were uh, refugees, Holocaust survivors. And when I was growing up and we were growing up, we were actually quite poor. So um, I, maybe it's just a a different view. Uh, Maybe I'm a little more optimistic than you are. Bill, thanks for your call. Okay. Moving right along. Uh, Pat also wants to talk about Jugmeet Singh. Hi, Pat. Um, yes, Libby. And I agree totally with you that a lot of people are not on the take. Uh, but we've missed one major point here, is that uh, Mr. Singh, who I refer to as Robin Hood, based on his wanting to take from the rich and give to the poor, uh, his tax return and his wife's tax return should be made public. This $2,000 chair is income. There's no question about it. And let's hope he's reporting it for tax purposes. Oh, he's um, paying it back. They're well, paying it okay. back. That's fine. But I would love to see all politicians 
showing their tax returns. So that 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 is a key issue. And if you want to dig into things, dig into Highway 413, dig into Oak Ridge Moraine. Um, and I want to co- uh, comment on uh, one comment or one discussion this week on hydro rates. Here in Ontario, we pay twice the rate that is paid in Manitoba or in Quebec. And that is because back in the late 1950s, we made the dumb decision to not buy the hydraulic power from James Bay, which Quebec then sold down to the east coast of the U.S., and we went nuclear, which has been a terrible disaster uh, from a cost perspective. And uh, my last point, somebody last week wanted me to uh, oh. be, the pre- be the premier, and I was just going to comment, maybe we should form a new party called the Old Persons Party, because some of us have a lot more common sense, as you hear from your, your people phoning in, a lot of other people in this world. There, anyway. there were some experiments at an old person's party, Pat. Thanks for your call. Let us move along to Bob in Mount Forest. Hello, Bob. Good afternoon. I just wanted to comment a wee bit on the booster shots. I received my third booster last week, and in discussion with the nurse, she advised me that you the situation that I have a low immune system, that I should consult my doctor about getting a fourth shot, which I did. I followed up with my rheumatologist, and she confirmed that uh, I should wait the three-month period and then apply to get the fourth booster shot. So it was just a point of information for the folks out there that might be, uh, you know, wondering if that was the case that they would qualify for. Well, uh, we've, as we've been reporting, actually, uh, uh, Ontario has started giving out fourth booster shots to people who are vulnerable, immunocompromised people in long-term care, but you do need that interval. So um, I'm glad that you will be getting your shot, but not for a while. All right. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure just chatting with you, and you have a wonderful afternoon. Okay. Thanks for that. Uh, and let's move along to Cam in Toronto. Hello, Cam. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So I just wanted to relate a story. Um, I am a person with a visible disability, and um, I was uh, at the grocery store yesterday. I don't think I, it's probably not a good idea to name a specific store. but Right. Um, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I need, because of my disability, I need a little bit of extra help from the staff in the store to um, pick out my grocery items, tell me what brands they are, what prices they are, etc. And um, my friend and I, we did our shopping and we were waiting for our ride home and they had a young uh, gentleman at the front door who was asking people the COVID screening question, um, you know, fever, chills, cough, um, been outside of Canada in the last 14 days, etc. And most of the people that were going into the store uh, were very cordial. They were very friendly. Uh, no, 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 thank you. But there were a few people who, there was one guy that walked right past them and completely ignored them. There was another guy that told them to go blank himself. There was another guy that, you know, basically said, well, my give a blank is busted. Is that a COVID symptom for you? And I guess the point that I want to make Libby, is that we need to be really kind to these um, frontline grocery workers. And the fact that they're not getting this $2 an hour um, danger pay raise is absolutely abhorrent to me. Um, As someone with a disability, I have to go in and ask someone at the customer service counter for assistance. And because there are staff shortages at the grocery stores, um, I run into, you know, um, I, I've been told things like, um, oh, it may take us 20 minutes, half an hour for to find someone to assist you. Luckily, that wasn't the case. They got someone, you know, within about five minutes, but worst case scenario. And I, I just want to stress, you know, as frustrated as all of us are with COVID, as frustrated as all of us are with, this, you know, seemingly stupid, pointless questions, because I really don't know what they can do about it if someone says, oh, yes, I'm a walking, talking case of COVID, let me in to do my grocery shopping. Well, um, they don't. I mean, I'm surprised that the guys who swore at him were let into the grocery store, but I guess they don't have, they have screeners, but not really security. Um, well, I, that's, I mean, I don't know if this that's guy just was a security guard or if he was a screener, but 
at the end of the day, um, is it really worth these people's jobs to really try to, you know, obstruct someone from entering the store and, and everything else? These people don't want to be asking these questions just as we don't want to be asked and we feel like we're being harassed, but it's their job. Yeah, Cam, thanks for your call. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think most people would agree with that. No need to uh, belabor it. But if you've got some angry, belligerent guys, uh, so I don't know what you do about that. Um, like I said, um, I'm surprised the the idea of those screening questions is that you're not let in. Otherwise, but the, somebody probably looked at the guy and thought, mm, I better not go there if I know what's good for me. So, yeah. Let us go to Tom and Ajax. Hi, Tom. Hi, good afternoon. I am really looking forward to getting back to the gym along with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that we're all kind of perturbed about is, you know, you go to a gym. You have to show proof of at least double vaccination. You have to wear a mask, stay apart, do exercise, and keep our minds and bodies healthy, boost our immune system. Yeah, I'm not sure. Do you? I'm not sure you have to wear a mask while yeah. you're exercising. That was an issue. Well, you. They say they recommend it's orange status. They recommend you wear a mask at all time, but you're allowed to take your mask off if you're exercising on that piece of equipment. As soon as you get off of it, you have to put your mask back on. Yeah. And, and they are on you if you don't. They're right on you. But why can't I go to the gym where everybody's vaccinated, but any Tom, Dick, or Harriet can walk into a beer, liquor, or pot store without proof of vaccination? Well, it makes no sense. Well, there are a lot of things that make no sense. And in Quebec, they actually upped the vaccination rate when they said you need a vaccine passport to get into a uh, cannabis or liquor store. So there you go. That worked well. It's, I, I find myself having trouble agreeing with something that the Premier of Quebec is doing because they seem to be pretty draconian there, but that actually makes sense. I can't go somewhere to keep myself healthy, but I can go somewhere to buy beer, liquor, wine. To, get, or, or to possibly get yourself sick, yeah. Yeah, it just, anybody in there could be unvaccinated, huffing out coronavirus, and they're saying, no, the masks don't really do a lot against Omicron. So it's it's just been badly handled once again, doing the same thing over and over, expecting the same result. Yeah, well, thanks, we for, get it, so. thanks for your call, Tom, and uh, good luck at the gym. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think it will have been uh, um, over a month, I guess, for a lot of people, and it's uh, a lot of people are really good doing their exercises at home. Uh, but it can be hard to stay motivated. So for some people, boy, uh, they're going to have to get in, back into shape. It's going to be a little more painful than usual when you get back to the gym after not going for a month. Of course, last year we had a longer hiatus. Uh, so uh, if you want to talk about that, have you been keeping up with your exercises at home? And um, are you going to be, is it going to be a little harder when you get back? Let's hear from Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. Go ahead. You have a great show, and we enjoy this. And thank you so much. You you make life so much different for so many people. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I love Jack Meat Singh, and I'm kind of disappointed. I don't understand why some people do silly things that can tarnish a good thing. Mr. Singh and his wife, congratulations anyway. But everyone knows that if you're in politics, you cannot accept gifts because of conflict. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's it's murky because the ruling on conflict is, you know, if the furniture guy uh, or even through his association wanted to lobby for, I don't know, uh, lower tariffs or tariffs, whatever they want, it might want to mm-hmm. lobby for. Then it's a conflict. But is it a conflict if all he wanted was some some not free, but uh, some publicity? Even that, pay for it. Well, exactly. He's going to pay for it. No, I mean the company should pay for it to get someone else to do it. Don't 
use a politician to do that. Well, they obviously, I mean, she's got 143,000 followers and uh, they are big darlings on social media. Yeah, Doesn't always to, turn into votes, mind you. Yeah, but she's married a politician, follow the rules. Uh, yeah, uh, good advice, Sita. <laughs> anyway, take care. Have a great and safe weekend. Thank you, you too. Take care. Okay, uh, we are going to take another break. Before we go to break, let me give the numbers out. We've been talking about Jagmeet Singh, about the rules for COVID, uh, what you have to show, what you don't have to show, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And, you know, a previous caller was just talking about the grocery store, getting help there, uh, well, there's been a lot of talk that we are going to see and some places already seeing shortages because uh, we're cracking down on unvaccinated truck drivers and we have supply chain issues. Uh, I just saw something from Sylvain Charlebois, who follows the food industry very closely. He's from Dalhousie University. And he said, don't worry, our shelves will be OK, though there might be less choice than we are used to. So that at least is good news because, boy, we are paying more. And uh, more people are saying, this is according to a new poll, uh, that they're having trouble feeding their families, which is really a shame. So uh, again, 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be back on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And uh, I'm going to take a call from Helen, who wants to talk about self-checkouts. Hi, Helen. Hi, Libby. I have had this bone of contention for the longest time. Uh, we have, There are so many things that are not done for us at grocery stores. Um, one chain in particular says they only have tellers or cashiers until nine in the evening. They've gotten to know me to the point where I will walk over and say, okay, I've had a nice career. I'm not looking for another one. And they know, just cash it out here. Um, that particular chain, I had spoken to the head office and they said to me, well, you know what you should be doing? You should be telling them. Why should I be telling them anything? Your head office. Uh, I've seen it at so many stores and I absolutely refuse to use them. It's, not my job. Well, it's not your job. I find in some places, uh, unless you, there's a huge lineup at the single cashier, or maybe they have two in a big store. I, I'll tell you my, my take on them. First of all, I, I resent it when they put something in to save money and then they, they make a big deal to serve you better. So I don't mind using them for stuff that's barcoded. But if I have to start weighing the fruit and looking up the code, forget Absolutely. it. I don't, I don't want to spend all that extra time. Right. And that's one of the... Uh, there, I, I went into the store to pick something up that I had ordered and I decided I, it was a grocery store. I also wanted a bag of frozen vegetables and the line was forever. Now, they know me very well in that store, and I, I went over to the customer They say, uh-oh, she's coming. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> no, they cashed me out. The whole deal was two, $2. But yes, uh, yeah, uh-oh, she's coming. I have to tell you one quick, cute one. There are two people I know uh, very well at customer service, and I said, Annie, would you, you know, have a good new year and everything else, and they give the same message to Muriel. And she said, Muriel didn't give me the message. <laughs> so um, the next time I went in and I left it the other way around, I said, well, you've got a choice now. You can give it to her. You can give her the message or not because she forgot to give you the uh, good wishes for the new year. Okay. Thank you, Helen, for that. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. I want to 
I I want to talk about like the worst automation that I encountered. So uh, I parked at a place. I will say where it is because this was really a pain in the you-know-what at the Colonnade on Bloor Street. And they changed their parking system. And instead of getting a ticket, they said the parking system, it will automatically photograph your license plate and do the same on the way out. Now, for the privilege of that, of course, uh, they're charging more for the parking. Well, I did that, obviously. There's no choice about doing that. And then it turned out when I tried to leave that the parking machine had misread my license plate and I couldn't leave until I got customer service. My license plate is not obstructed in any way, shape or form. It's not one of those blue ones. It's totally straightforward and easy to read. And so then you have to go through customer service. And I asked some people who were there a lot and customer service, and they sort of said, well, the, you know, the system is good when it works. So it wasn't me. It wasn't a fluke. They're charging more money and they have this system. You you end up spending more time there. And by the way, they charge you more for that. So uh, some of the automation may be good. Uh, certainly, uh, some of it is certainly replacing people who have decent jobs, which is not good. And uh, some of it really sucks like that. So let us move along. And uh, if you want to talk about self-checkouts or any other kind of piece of automation where you suddenly have to do the work to serve you better, uh, please give me a shout on that. Uh, more serious topic. Let's go to Murray and Malton. Hi, Murray. Hi, let me uh, just touch on your uh, uh, self uh, checkout. I went into Home Depot when they first put it in, and there was tellers when I went in. When I went to leave, there was no tellers. So the lady said she'd help me with the machine. I said, No, no, I just sat my stuff down and left. There's five hundred dollars worth of product. I just dropped it on the floor. Right, but and how much? It, how much? How much time did you spend gathering that? And what did you do to yeah, buy about it somewhere a half else? An hour. I just went across the street to Canadian Tire and picked it up over there. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, uh, Russia. Now, uh, uh, Russia's got all kinds of troops along the Ukraine border. Yeah. So I don't know how many other troops they have, but if NATO went in or along the Kazakhstan Mongolia border and took out one city. Just took out all the hydro uh, lines going into that city. This is what Russia is trying to do is cripple Ukraine. So let's cripple, cripple Russia. Okay, yeah, you're going for all-out war. Maybe that's not such a good plan. Uh, I don't think they'd go that far. Yeah, I don't think anybody is contemplating go that far. But, but on the other hand, uh, Joe Biden's gaffe the other day saying that, oh, if it was a minor incursion, you know, maybe we won't react so badly. He had to correct that. Uh, yes. And, and he had to hear from the Ukrainian, uh, pr uh, pre is he a president or prime minister of all of, uh, the Ukrainian, uh, head of state? He had to hear yes. that, uh, there's no such thing as a, uh, as a small incursion. No. Well, look at what happened last time, and that's probably what Putin's going to do again. Go in and take out uh, one major city, because their uh, financial status is basically around that one city. Plus, uh, when it was uh, the Soviet Union, those factories that were in there were run by the Soviets. Now, Russia wants them back. Well, uh, the Soviets, thank goodness, are long gone. But uh, yeah, yeah. Putin, uh, he comes from that regime. Uh, exactly. Murray, thanks for your call. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. So uh, there was news on that front today. Uh, we, Canada, have announced that we will be lending the Ukraine $120 million, and that was apparently the biggest ask uh, during the trip of Melanie Jolie. And we, uh, there, you know, um, what are the other things that they are looking for aside from expressions of solidarity? And should we be give, giving them military equipment? The British are. So uh, there are developments on that. Uh, we heard from the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, and boy, it didn't sound too optimistic to me. He said, well, we understand each other's positions. There are people who say they don't think 
uh, the Russians will actually go through and invade, but uh, some people say, well, just wait. So that is a dangerous danger point uh, that, uh, you know, affects, it affects a lot of people here. We have a lot of Canadian Ukrainians who are very engaged in this. Let's take a call from uh, Beth in Etobicoke wants to talk about something lighter about uh, Doug Ford's shoveling photo op. Hi, Louise. Hi, Beth. Um, Yes. um, Someone mentioned earlier about uh, Doug Ford's snow shoveling photo op. One thing he didn't photo op was the fact that after the big snowstorm, the snowplows went down his street seven times in one day. Oh, really? Yes. How did you While get that number? Waiting to get their their snow shoveled. But do you do you live on his street? How do you know that it was seven times? Uh yes, I do. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you benefited too from that. I benefited, but I mean, it really wasn't necessary, and other people were waiting for snowplows. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how how you knew that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thanks uh, very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. That's interesting information. Uh, Maybe that's why he took his tiny little shovel and and went to help other people. He didn't have to worry about digging himself out. The snow plows seven times on his street. Uh, Must be nice. I can't complain about our snow removal. Uh, It was done very well. We do have some of it is is private on our street. Uh, But yeah, and... I was able to drive to work every day. I come through the city, uh, but it's been it's been pretty good, as I have to say. Uh, I'm wondering how people have been doing with that. And if you haven't dug yourself out, it's really going to be hard now because everything is very icy. Let us take a call from Steve in Port Dover. Hello, Steve. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, I want to talk about uh, income tax. Okay. Yeah, um, everybody's talking about, you know, increasing the minimum wage. We just did. It's now 15 bucks. Yes. Why not say, instead of increasing the minimum wage, anybody under 20, making under $20 an hour gets free income tax? Uh, well, there is a threshold for free income tax. I'm uh, just trying to look it up. I don't know if it comes to $20 an hour. It depends, I guess, on how many hours you work. But there is a threshold, and there are lots of people who don't make enough money to pay tax, and they don't pay tax. And uh, uh, you should always file your taxes because you can be qualified for a lot of subsidies. And if you don't file your taxes and you're low income, you might be leaving money on the table. Yeah, because I, I mean, the, if, if low-income earners didn't have to pay income tax, then restaurant owners wouldn't have to raise the prices. And the only person that really suffers is the government. I mean, how, how do you get that? I mean, if, if the supplies that restaurants have are going up and if their labor costs are going up, uh, which is uh, not related to income tax, uh, it's supply and demand and, they need workers. There aren't enough of them, so the price yeah. goes up. That's just the way well, it works. Would their labor cost have to go up if 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 the well, employee is taking more home more take home pay because they're not having income tax deducted from their? Well, you're assuming hmm. that they're they're all in that threshold. I have to look up the threshold, but uh, you know, some people have good jobs in restaurants, and uh, they certainly make enough to pay taxes. Steve, thanks for your call. We still have a few minutes in the show. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We had a few lighter topics in this leg of the show. We had a caller talking about her hate of self-checkouts. It is a bit of a pain. And it is them offloading some work. So what do you think? Uh, do you go to a self-checkout? I mean, sometimes really there is one, maybe two 
cashiers working. There's a long line, people with big baskets. You have a few things. You may as well self check, self check out it because it really isn't that hard if you have a barcode. However, uh, I, like I said, I draw the line. I don't want to start weighing things and looking up barcodes. You know what? That's what I think. Uh, and uh, I told you my little parking story about a new system of parking that doesn't give you a ticket, but misreads your license plate uh, and charges you more money for the privilege. Yeah. Uh, we also had somebody talking about Doug Ford's snow shoveling photo op. So on Monday, when his street apparently was plowed seven times, he went out to help others. That's a nice thing. And that is very consistent with the Ford brand, I must say, very consistent with the Ford brand. But there were two things. He picked somebody up in his car and neither of them were masked. That's not cool. And he did a Zoom on television uh, while he was driving. That is a very large distracted driving ticket for anyone else. You're not supposed to do that driving while you're talking on TV. So uh, those are two things where he was not providing a very good example at all. Uh, but I guess those are little things. This week, he also announced loosening of restrictions. We just heard the chief medical officer of health talking about uh, how we peaked. Let's hope so. I'm going to take one more call. It's going to have to be quick. Shirley in Brantford. Hello. Hi, how are you today? Fine. We need a very quick comment here. We're okay, almost out of time. Very quick comment. I'm wondering if people are looking at their gas bill that they're getting uh, from Enbridge or whoever they're getting it from. I noticed we've got a carbon tax on there and they charge us tax on top of the carbon tax. And I just don't know how this is fair. It's bad enough that we're all getting this raise of $36 more a month on or higher on our gas bills, and then we get taxed on top of that, and the rebate's not going to cover it. Hmm. Good. Thank you for drawing our attention to that. So, uh, people, check check your bills, your gas bills over the weekend, uh, okay. and we can talk about that uh, when we come back from the weekend. Shirley, thanks very much for your call. No problem. Take care and have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Okay. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And for this week, I'm Libby Snymer. I'll be back here on Monday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.